Hi, this is Culture Van Horn, and you're listening to my papa on the CVH podcast. That's what yes. Good morning. My chair's rolling. Uh, Thursday, August 18th. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's already Thursday. The first week's going real good here. Um, just jumping right in. There, there is, um, uh, there's not chaos going on at the Opera House, but there's new things happening at the Opera House. There is a, a musical theater show, uh, called Fiddler on the Roof that has, uh, taken over the building, <laughs> Uh, and is apparently in all of the rehearsal spaces. So um, we have been regulated to the stage for our entire process will be done auf der Bühne. Um, we are on the deck, which is kind of a rare privilege. You know, uh, you know, we do that in um, we do that in Paris. We do that in Munich, where you'll be on the set from day one, basically, and. Um, uh, but but very even more rare never has never happened uh, where a long rehearsal process is happening in the opera house from the get go uh, on the deck and um, it's interesting you know it, the, there's parts of it that are great and we're we're enjoying that and we're enjoying feeling the set and understanding the space and I like that I like that part but there's also an intimacy that's that's being missed uh, that happens in the smaller room where you have better contact with uh, the maestri. Um, there's there's an element of that that's sort of getting glossed over right now, um, which is not my favorite, and it's interesting. It's interesting to feel um, that we've been bumped by a musical theater show. Um, it's, a, it's a much broader conversation and probably one that just would ultimately get me in trouble, so, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. Um, but it is odd. I will say that it is odd and, um, you know, just on the one hand, it's great to, to, um, feel the opera house space and I should just shut my mouth right there. But at the same time, it's also very strange to feel that the opera is not, um, uh, in the opera space, uh, that I have occupied for 19 years. This is my 19th season, uh, 18 years, 18th season here, um, I've I've never um, I've never experienced this. It's uh, it's a new thing. Not that things can't change. <laughs> they certainly can change, but um uh you know uh it's different. It's different. It's it's odd to me. It feels funny to me to have a musical theater show right in the middle of the fall. That is not going to be something popular to say, but um it is it is very 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 odd to me to have uh uh, a Broadway show right in the middle of the fall in the opera house, um, really sort of predominantly, um, um, holding position. It feels strange, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure where that goes. I'm not sure how that ends. Um, yeah, that's a much broader, <laughs> A much broader conversation, but um, you know we're all entitled to our opinions, and uh, I'm I'm a shamelessly opera guy, and I know the times are changing, and we need to adapt, and and there's there's new pieces, and there's lots of things that can be explored, of course, uh, 
but uh, Fiddler on the Roof is not, um, it's not high art for me. Um, it has its place. It's certainly entertaining. I've sat through it at least once. Um, you know, it's catchy. There's catchy tunes in there. There's nothing wrong with Broadway. It's just, um, uh, you know, this is an opera company and an opera house. Uh, it feels, it feels, um, it feels like something that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't go back the other way now. It feels like that's something that's just here to stay. And that is not the case. This thing, th- these sort of things don't, are not happening in other opera houses, but they are definitely happening here in Chicago. And that is, um, that is signaling a change. Now that change may be viewed as good. Uh, that change may be making money, you know. It could very well be making money. It could be, it could be that this is here to uh, make some bucks so that we can do opera. That's very, you know, that I don't, I don't dismiss that as a strategy. Um, I, I you know, uh, there are smarter people than me that can talk to that point. Um, uh, I can't imagine that a season announcement feels very fulfilling when <laughs> the second thing you say is fiddler on the roof. <laughs> but I'm an opera snob. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full-throated, admitted opera snob. Um, uh, that's where I land, you know. Uh, that that's the direction of the company, and and um, uh, I'm not sure. I'm, you know, I'm. It's it's the way it is. It's the way it is. You know, if it's selling seats and it's making money, you know, maybe we can just do um, all musical theater here. I suppose. I suppose it could. It could go in that direction. Uh, you know. Uh, the, there's there's a there's precedent for that that could happen that's a thing it's not my choice uh, I've thrown in with this other idea I've thrown in with the um, with the with the classical portion of music <laughs> it's not to say I wouldn't like to sing South Pacific in my old my old age that would be nice that's a nice way to go out uh, you know but for now I think um, you know Verdi and Wagner and Puccini and Mozart are are the way I want to go. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. It's a it's a it's a trend and probably one that can't be stopped. And um, at least not here. That seems to be the way of it. And and um, you know, I just don't know. I don't know um, the trajectory, the the long term plan on that. Uh, you know, this year there's two musical theater shows, and they are firmly within the season. They're not. They used to hide them. They used to hide them here and put them in the summer. Um, you know, the Lyric Opera House is not built for musical theater. It's the, you know, the amplification is, a, is not, um, it's just not, uh, it wasn't built for that purpose. Uh, I know they've made some adjustments and some, and, and had some ideas and they've, it's been a long time coming where they're, where they're fixing the sound and things like that. And, um, uh, but yeah, there's now two musical theater shows firmly within the season and, and, um, you know, just as an opera singer, you can't help but be feeling like you're getting pushed out. That's what that feels like. That's uh, you know, for, from the from the opera singer standpoint, and I, I think it's fair to say, uh, it just feels like we're getting moved out. Um, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's uh, the new way of it. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be nice. It doesn't have to be something I like. It's just the way it is. Uh, but but I also think that I'm allowed to say something on it. Um, you know, uh, we've thrown in with this other art form. Uh, and to and to see um, multiple musical theater shows where they can't use uh, an opera singer 
uh, or the orchestra or the or the or the majority of the chorus um, uh, it feels strange uh, it just feels like you're getting you're you're getting um, uh, changed uh, you know like this was a <laughs> this was a safe space for opera singers <laughs> it doesn't feel safe <laughs> It feels diminished, um, you know. That's uh, that's the opinion of one opera singer, and not to be um, not to be construed as as a as a, uh, a broader statement on the on the way of things. It's just uh, all I can give you is my experience, and my experience is is one of being marginalized in Chicago as an opera singer. Um, it's a dangerous thing to say, but uh, it's the truth. Uh, that's the truth of it. That's that's the trend that I see, and. Um, uh, you know, after working here for almost 20 years, this is my 19th role in 18 years. Uh, this place has certainly felt like a home. And, um, uh, you know, I would be, I would be uh, very sorry if I wasn't still working here in 10 years. Uh, but it, it's hard to, uh, it's just hard to imagine, um, you know, if the trend of the last 10 years continues, where does that, where does that end? Or what does it, what does it look like? You know, it's all, I'm not, I'm not somebody who can't adapt. You know, we have to adapt, right? We have to adapt with the times. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, in, in America, most of this is paid for by wealthy, wealthy patrons. Um, people will argue on the percentages, but it's anywhere from 25 to 35% of the annual budget comes from ticket sales. And so, yes, butts in the seats is important. That pays. That pays money, um, but but most of this is paid for by very very wealthy patrons, and most of this is paid for by a very few wealthy patrons. Um, that's that's reality of American opera. We are not supported by the government like they are in Europe, where they have humongous budgets to to uh, run opera houses and 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 keep culture alive. Our our government doesn't believe in supporting uh, American uh, culture. It's just you know they just don't. You know people get upset about. Uh, PBS people get <laughs> the, the National Endowment for the Arts is a is a uh, it's a nickel uh, in a in a giant uh, pot of gold that is needed uh, to to uh, run an arts company and so um, uh, most of the money comes from um, well relied upon patrons and um, you know in America I think you need to keep those people happy. Um, they like the museum pieces. They like the Aidas and the Carmens and the Bohems. That's that's um, uh, the, those are the those are the things that that um, and the butterflies. Those are the things that the 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 patrons, the very very wealthiest of Chicago, uh, like to like to support. And um, I'm I'm in the camp of of. I'm in the camp of this. Uh, we make Ferraris. Opera is a Ferrari. A Ferrari is not for everyone. It's really not. And I'm all for um, um, this idea that we need to... Everybody should be welcomed into the Opera House. Everybody. I think we should reach out as far as we can to get all kinds of, of um, folks from different places and, and backgrounds and uh, uh, socioeconomic stratuses should be welcomed in here with, with open arms, and we should produce opera that is inclusive and reaching. And I think um, holiday magic flutes, shortened magic flutes, 
um, certainly anybody who's seen Bohem turns into an opera fan almost instantly. You know, there are there are shows that that can make opera fans very quickly. And um, I'm I I I think we make Ferraris, and I think everybody can admire a Ferrari as it goes by, but not everybody wants to buy one or drive one or can even afford one. And that's the state of it in America. Um, we did 13 Don Giovannis in February and March of this year in Paris. And we sold every fucking last seat. 13 performances. Uh, there is an audience. There is an audience. Uh, we're struggling in America to figure out how to get them into the theater. Uh, uh, it's... it's um, it's a problem that I know a lot of people are dealing with and spending a lot of sleepless nights doing and trying and attempting a lot of different things to keep it all rolling. Um, uh, the trend that I see from where I'm sitting, and who cares what I think or what I say or what I see, but uh, this is what's on my mind these days and it's being talked about a lot. Um, the trend isn't good. Uh, the trend is in the wrong direction and I, I exclude the Met from this because uh, I could, I, you could see that there was a new audience garnered during COVID and they, and they managed to keep that and bring back um, the, the previous audience. There was, I'm, I'm excluding that. That's, a, that's an anomaly. That's, that's not an American company. It's kind of a global company. Yes, it's in New York, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a global company that's, uh, that, that feels a little bit different. I'm talking about other opera houses in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the, the trend is not good uh, 10 years ago we would sign contracts for 8, 9, 10 performances and now we sign contracts for 5, 6, and 7 sometimes less um, it's hard to get people it's hard to get the talent you want to commit to so few performances right? we get paid by performance and and to maintain an average of income in a year, you really need to hit your number of performances. Everybody has a number in their head. I need to be, not personally, but I'm just saying, you know, in general, some people might say, I need 20, I need 30, I need 40, or some, some people may even attempt to get 50 performances a year. It's not easy. Um, uh, it's, it's tough uh, time-wise to get that done, but, um, you know, we're all used to a certain number in our head, and we need to sort of land within uh, an average of that number every year if you're going to... Try and live somewhat normally. Uh, pay your bills and, and, and uh, save some bucks. Uh, you know, we have this number in our head, and so it's hard to commit to six, seven, eight weeks if you're only going to do four or five performances. It's hard. And so you, we're going to lean towards the, the places that can offer us six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or 13. When do you ever get to do 13? That's pretty rare. Uh, and I can just look at my schedule and, and see that I'm, I'm uh, you know, more in New York and, and, uh, and Europe than anywhere else. Um, that's, the, that's the way of it. And, and that, 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 that makes me sad, you know. I've worked here for almost 20 years. I, I worked in um, San Francisco for, um, seemed about 10 years straight. Uh, you know, and then, and then COVID hit, we are in a different time now. It's different. People used to book out four or five years out ahead and now it's more like two years ahead. And so what, what is a singer going to do? We're going to book the places that are, that are offering. And if somebody wants to give you a contract three, four, five years out, you're going to take it. 
And then you're just not available for the people that, that were hoping to get you two years out. That's the way of it. And so what happens there? What happens is the company doesn't get the talent they want. Uh, they get the talent that's available. And that is a slippery slope. Um, you know, I'm not one of these singers that go, oh, way back when so-and-so used to sing here. And, you know, I'm, I, the, the time of global opera stars kind of changed and, and, and it's more geared towards local star, right? Who's, who's known locally? Who, who has been here consistently? That, that's sort of how uh, fame works. You know, when you think about a, a restaurant now, it's, it's less about who's got a restaurant. It's, not, it's less about Wolfgang Puck having a restaurant in every city in the world. It's, and it, it's more about that one guy who has a restaurant in your town that's just incredible. That guy's famous. You know, like that, that sort of fame is sort of localized now in a way. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's certainly the trend I see um, everywhere uh, in the States. I could go on and on and on. Who cares? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, for the for the number of young singers that listen to me, I just I I think it's a good thing to hear. Um, the trend is changing, and I'm sure every generation thought that. Oh, it's not the way it was. You know, uh, that there was a time, you know, right right when I was sort of sneaking in, where I got to hear those stories from from some old timers, and and. Um, you know, there was a time where they couldn't afford not to sing. It was the getting was so good. Um, you know, the superstars were buying houses over the weekend. Um, you know that that was a that was a different time. We're workers now. Um, for the most part, we're workers, and um, you know we we have a we have a we have groups of singers that are more well known than others. But for the most part, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's um, nobody's meeting at this meeting us at the airport with the paparazzi anymore. <laughs> Maybe in Salzburg, maybe in Munich, maybe in Paris. <laughs> That's not happening here. Ah, oh, sounds like I'm a downer. I'm not. I'm really enjoying. I'm, I'm really enjoying Ernani. It's an incredible score. I think we're going to put on a hell of a show, and I think we're going to show um, the audience that does come that uh, what grand opera is and what it means and how it can make you feel. Uh, this cast is incredible, and we're going to hit you over the head. And, um, and I think when people hear that, and then they come back t- <laughs> two weeks later and hear Fiddler on the Roof, they might go, you know what? We're opera people. <laughs> Nothing disparaging to the musical theater people. I'm all for it. Just not in my space. <laughs> all right. I love you for listening. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. All right. Thanks. Bye. It's the end of the world as we know it.
Fire.